0: Hello there, this is Edwin Crozier again from the Franklin Church of Christ. Thank you for joining us as we open God's Word and learn how to glorify Him. The lesson you're about to hear was the final lesson of our 2005 Fall Focus, built by the Lord, a focus on the family. This was an exciting period of worship filled with Bible study, prayer, and singing. We've included in this audio the prayers and the Bible study. Open your Bibles with us and learn the blessings that we should be asking God for upon the members of our family. And may God bless our families. Just five weeks ago, we started our Fall Family Focus with this verse in Psalm 127, verses 1 through 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It's vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for He gives to His beloved even in His sleep. And we've spent the last five weeks taking a look at the family, using this verse as our foundation, the beginning of all that we were going to talk about. And we've talked about in our family the roles, the goals, the habits, the responsibilities All of those things that will happen in a family built by the Lord. And we've talked about, and we've read about, and we've studied about, and we've gotten in groups, and we've discussed about, and we've heard preachers teach us about. All these things in the family, about all that we need to be doing in order to have a family, a home built by the Lord. A home that the Lord is guarding, that provides meaning to all the other things that we're doing. We recognize from this passage, however, there's one thing that we must have. If our home is going to be built by the Lord, then we need God to bless our homes. He gives to His beloved even in their sleep. And we need the blessing from God that He provides, the strength and the gifts that He offers to our husbands and our wives, our parents, our children, grandparents and siblings, aunts and uncles, cousins, all of those that we need to, that we have in our families. We need God's blessing. And God will bless us, but in order to bless us, God must be invited. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7-11, through 11, we read it this morning, describes the goodness of God and how He knows how to give good gifts. And in verse 11, that section of Scripture was concluded, how much more does your Heavenly Father know how to give good gifts to those who ask Him? It doesn't say how much does He know how to give good gifts to those who need it to those who want it, but those who ask. If we want the blessing of God in our families, we've got to learn to invite God into our families through prayer. Invite His blessing. And that's what tonight is all about. As we wrap up our fall focus and all the things that we've studied, we want to take a look at the blessings that our family needs from God. We're going to take a look at at five different roles. We're going to look at the husband, the wives, the parents, the kids, and the grandparents. And we're going to look specifically at the things that we need to be praying for, the blessings that we need to be asking God to rain down upon our families and upon those particular roles in the family. And certainly we can ask for physical things, home and health and financial security and peace and all those things, but tonight, I don't want us to be distracted with those, I want to think about the spiritual blessings that we need from God, the strengthening and the spiritual, emotional, and mental blessings that we need God to be granting in our family. That's what we're going to be looking at tonight. We're going to begin now with a word of prayer. Almighty God and Father in heaven, we humble ourselves before you. We're so thankful for your love and your mercy. We pray that you would be with us as we go through the service of worship tonight. Help us as we learn how to pray for our families. Help us to pray these blessings. And we, Father, we ask that you would please bless our families. Be with the husbands, the wives, the parents and the children, the grandparents. Be with the brothers and sisters. Be with the extended family. We have so many requests that we could make along those lines, Father. And we we make them in our private prayers. And we're so thankful that you listen and hear us. Father, we pray that you would strengthen this congregation and strengthen the families here. That we can be all the things that we've learned about this month. That we can grow to that. And we pray that you would strengthen us to keep putting one foot in front of the other as we walk in this journey with you. Father, we pray for those who are mentioned. We pray especially for Lucille Peters and her family at the loss of her brother-in-law. I pray for Donna Dare and others who are sick that that have been mentioned today. We pray that You would strengthen them and provide them with the physical blessings they need to overcome and continue in Your work. Father, we pray that Your hand of mercy will continue to be with us, Your children. We pray that You would make a distinction between us and those who are in the world, that You'll demonstrate to the world that You bless Your children that it's good to be one of your children. We pray, Father, that you would strengthen us to get the message out about your family as we work here in this area. We pray all these things through your Son who died for us, and we're so thankful. Amen. God bless our husbands. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 23 through 25, we find the role of husband defined and described. And there it says, For the husband, Ephesians 5.23, is the head of the wife, As Christ also is head of the church, He Himself being the Savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself up for her. We recognize that the husband's role in the home is to lead with love. And as we pray God's blessing upon the husbands within this congregation, the husbands that we know about which we're going to be praying, The blessings we ask for need to hearken back to these two aspects of their role, leadership and love. When we pray God's blessing upon our husbands regarding leadership, we need to pray that God would bless them with wisdom. James chapter 1 and verse 5. James chapter 1 and verse 5 says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given him. We need to ask that our husbands be blessed with wisdom, that they might know where to lead. We also consider 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7, it says, You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. We need to pray that God bless our husbands with understanding, that they'll understand their wives, and by extension, understand their children. That way, those husbands might lead and know how to lead. Not only know where to lead, but know how to lead that family. We look in Luke chapter 22. In Luke chapter 22, beginning at verse 25. In Luke chapter 22 and verse 25, Jesus talks about leadership. He said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who have authority over them are called benefactors. But it's not this way with you. The one who is the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like the servant. For who is greater, the one who reclines at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table, but I am among you as the one who serves? We need to pray that God would bless our husbands with the humility that it takes to be a servant leader, recognizing that that's the kind of leadership that God expects in the church, in the world, and in the home, being a servant leader. We also remember Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17 there, the Scripture says in Hebrews 13:17, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this will be unprofitable for you. As we consider the blessings that we need to pray for the husbands, we need to pray that they will have the strength to live as those who will give account for their family, who will stand before God and say, this is why we did what we did. And they need to have that strength and the ability to do that. As we consider the concept of the love in the husband, as we pray God's blessing upon our husbands in regard to love, we need to remember what it says. In First Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through seven. In First Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through seven, the scripture there reads. First Corinthians 13:4, "Love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant does not act becoming, unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. We need to pray that our husbands will have these characteristics. We need to pray that God will grant our husbands patience and, and the ability to have kindness and that, that they wouldn't be jealous or that they, wouldn't be brag, that they wouldn't brag or be arrogant, that they'll behave appropriately, that they won't seek their own that they won't keep score, that they'll rejoice in truth and not iniquity, and that they'll believe and hope and endure all things. We need to pray that God would grant our husbands the strength and the love to accomplish these things in the family. Our husbands have a great responsibility in the home. May God, through His Word and His providence, grant them the blessings that they need to accomplish these roles and this responsibility. Brother Phil Barnes is going to lead us in prayer on behalf of our husbands.
1: Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we're so indeed thankful, we that are husbands, to, uh, that you set up the institution of marriage in the home. And we pray, Father, this time for wisdom that you will help us to discern in situations as being leaders of our homes to make the right decisions, to make it with love, to make it with patience, kindness to make it without any kind of pride or selfishness, but help us to be righteous in our judgments, help us to bear all things, believe all things, and endure all things, Father, for your sake. For we know that we may be fruitful in your service if we have these characteristics, Father. Father, so many things to pray for as husbands, the patience and with our wives and our children, and our parents and the people we work with the people we come into contact with each and every day help us to be even tempered to be able to bear all things and hope to trust all things and help us to take our responsibility Father through your word and knowing that through your providence that we'll have blessings that exceed any of our expectations as we faithfully serve Thee, Father. But help us in all things to put people that we deal with, such as our wives and children, help us to put them first. Help us to be servants, Father, as Your Son taught us. In Jesus'
2: name we pray. Amen.
0: Two passages, I think, describe to us what the role of the wife is and its most fundamental nature. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18, at the creation, the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. We recognize that from the very beginning, the role of the wife and the family is one of a help. And we look to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 22. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 22. And we find there Paul writing, Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. The wife's role in the home is to be a helper who is in submission to the leader of the home. And as we pray God's blessings for the wives in our congregation and the other wives that we might be praying for, we need to hearken back to what their role is and pray that God would strengthen them to accomplish these roles. As we take a look at being a helper, then we look in the Proverbs chapter 31. In Proverbs chapter 31, we see several aspects of being that helper in the home. We need to pray that God would be with our wives, that they would have goodness. That God would strengthen them just to be good. In Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 12, it says, She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. In Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 21, it says, She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. There, we recognize the need for foresight. It didn't snow that often in Jerusalem when this was written. And so, the woman in Jerusalem who was prepared for the snow was one with foresight, who was planning for the problems. So, we need to pray that God would grant our wives foresight to look ahead and see what problems might be on the horizon as they work as guards in the home, as Titus points out, that they can foresee and be prepared for that. We recognize that we need to pray for our wives in their role as helper in the home, that they might have discernment to make wise decisions. In Proverbs 31 and verse 16 it says, she considers a field and buys it. From her earnings she plants a vineyard. We recognize from this, we need to pray that God would strengthen our wives to, to be wise managers. That they would be able to make proper decisions. Here it's financial decisions. Even investing decisions we find here. That they would have discernment and wisdom in accomplishing that. And We need to pray that God would bless our wives in that way. And I'll tell you, and I know Wives, that you, you'll say amen to this. We've got to pray that our wives have stamina and strength. Because their job isn't easy. Especially the wives who are also mothers. And in Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 25, it says, Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she smiles at the future. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. There's no idleness among the godly wife and we need to pray that God would strengthen her and provide her with that strength and lift her up and provide her with the stamina that she needs to fulfill her role and guys it wouldn't help it wouldn't hurt if we didn't try to help her with that a little more often instead of so thinking how bad it is that we had to get up and go to work for a few hours but that's another sermon as we pray blessing upon our wives not only do we pray for our wives as a helper but also regarding the issue of submission and the blessings that we need to pray for our wives regarding submission, the very first is humility. The humility that helps her submit to a man who is sometimes flawed and often more than sometimes. The kind of humility that we see Jesus display in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, it says, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who although He existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. We see this humility in Jesus, who while he was on equal footing with the Father, submitted himself voluntarily to the Father. And this wasn't an issue of being less than God, it was just voluntary submission. But what's even more amazing is that in this passage, Jesus didn't just submit himself to the Father, he submitted himself to us. And he came down here and he died for us. And that's the kind of humility that we need to be praying that those who are to submit, that wives can have in their homes to be able to submit to us with all the problems that we have and put up with us. All those things that we pray for the husband from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4-7, through 7, patience, kindness, we need to pray that our wives be able to have that kind of love as well. That they'll be patient with all of our problems, that they'll be kind to us despite the fact that we don't deserve it, that they'll bear with us, that they won't be arrogant and they won't brag, that they won't be jealous. We need to pray all of those things, that they'll endure all things. We need to pray that God would be with them and strengthen them to have that kind of love in the home so that they can be a helper who is submissive to the leader in the home. And we pray especially for those wives whose husbands are not faithful, who are not believers. First Peter chapter 3, 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. In the same way, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands so that even if any of them are disobedient to the Word, they may be one without a word and by the behavior of their wives as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. We need to pray that God would provide our wives with the patience and the endurance to continue on serving God, Especially, especially when we're praying for those wives whose husbands aren't Christians. And we need to pray God's blessing on them that they can live by this verse, that they can be strengthened, and continue on with chaste and respectful behavior, strengthen to serve God. And through that, the greatest means of personal evangelism, that by their example, they would draw their husbands into the family of God. We need to pray that blessing upon them. Our wives have a great responsibility in the home. May God, through His Word and His providence, bless them that they may be able to accomplish
1: their responsibility
0: we're going to ask Brother David Coleman to come to the lectern and lead us in prayer on behalf of our wives.
1: Our Father, we're so thankful for godly wives, for the help and encouragement they give us as husbands, for the strength and support that they provide to the family. We pray for their strength, that they might be able to manage the home to instruct and raise our children to fear you and obey you. And Father, what an awesome task that they have. We pray especially, Father, for those wives that have unbelieving husbands, that continue to serve you and to raise their children to love and obey you. And Father, we realize what an uphill battle it is for them what a challenge it is day after day and week after week to face that situation to continue to worship and serve you and strive to teach their children Father we know that it's something they can do to guide their children to lead them And in doing so, Father, to be an influence on the unbelieving husband. That by their example, someday the husband might believe and turn to you. And what a blessing that would be for them. Father, the wives are such an important part of the family. Help us as husbands to not take them for granted, but to love and honor them. Give them the honor they deserve. We pray that as husbands it will love our wives, that it will provide for the family in such a way to help our wives to fulfill their roles that you have given them. That it won't be a burden to them, that they might be able to fulfill that role in such a way to be pleasing to you. That it will be a help to the children and to the husband. Father, we just thank you for the role of wives and in your wisdom, the way you have organized the family. We pray that you will continue to bless our wives that so they might serve their families and serve you. And Father, again, we pray that you'll give them strength, give them wisdom, give them understanding, Give them the proper love for their husbands and their children. And help them to be encouraged in doing the work that You've given them to do. In Christ's name, Amen. To know what it means
0: to be mature. To be able to look ahead and see what that's going to look like for their kids. So that they know where they're going as they're raising their kids up. I need mean, to pray that God would give them the wisdom to know how to train. To know how to discipline, to know how to correct and even to punish, in order to accomplish that goal. We need to pray that God would give them the wisdom to be able to tell the difference between time, and letting them be right where they are. We need to pray that God would give them the self discipline. Deuteronomy chapter six. In Deuteronomy chapter six. Beginning at verse 6. It says, These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. We recognize from this that it takes a lot of discipline, self-discipline from parents to actually pass on The Word of God to the children. And we've got to pray that God would grant our parents, grant us as parents, the discipline that it takes to do that. And along that line, I also think of Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16, therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. We need to pray that God would bless our parents with the ability to manage their time making the most of their time with their children. We need to pray that God would be with us as parents, that we would discipline and instruct our children up to maturity. But then as it regards the issue of not provoking our children to anger, we need to pray that God would bless our parents with the ability to discipline properly. I think about Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 7. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 7, it is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons, for what son is there whom his father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, it seemed best to them. But He disciplines us for our good, so that we may share His holiness." All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. We need to recognize as parents that discipline is about getting to that goal of raising those children up. And if we're going to keep from provoking them to anger, we need to pray that God would bless us in such a way that we know how to discipline properly. Not to vent our anger or assuage our embarrassment or to wreak vengeance on our kids but to get them to that goal of righteousness for their good. And pray that God would give us the wisdom to accomplish that. We need to pray that God would bless parents with the ability to love their children. Of course, we should go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7. We need to have that kind of love for our children. But I also think about Titus chapter 2 and verse 4, where it says in Titus 2 and verse 4 that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children. We've studied this passage before, and we know that the word love there is different from the one in 1 Corinthians 13. Here, it's the, the, the kinship kind of love, the brotherly or friendly kind of love that they're friends with their kids. And we're not talking here about being the, the pal who just goes along to get along, but that kind of person who not only can say, I love my kids, but I like my kids, and I want to be around my kids, and I want them to be around me. And we need to pray that our parents can have that kind of love for their children. We need to pray that our parents, if they're going to not provoke their children to wrath, that our parents can do the same thing with their kids that God does with us. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and beginning at verse 9. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 9, Rejoice, young man, during your childhood, and let your heart be pleasant during the days of young manhood, and follow the impulses of your heart and the desire of your eyes. God allows us to follow our desires so long as we remember Him. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But it's so hard for us as parents to allow that from our kids. We, we get their lives planned out for them, where they're going to go to school and what kind of job they're going to have and who they're going to marry. We need to be able to let them follow the impulses of their heart, the desires of their eyes, just like God does with us, if we're going to be able to keep them from being provoked to anger. we're going to. When we pray God's blessing on parents, we need to pray that God gives them strength to do that, to allow their kids to pursue their course within, of course, the bonds of Christ. Our parents have a great responsibility in the home. May God, through His Word and His providence, bless them to be able to accomplish this role. Brother Steve Garrett is going to come and lead us in prayer on behalf of our parents.
2: Let's pray. Our Almighty God and Father who art in heaven, we bow before you again at this time. We thank you, dear Lord, for this worship assembly and for this time that we can spend in a special service of asking for your blessings upon our homes, upon our families. And Father, at this time, we do ask that you would please bless our parents. Father, we are so thankful for all of those who are parents, those who are trying to live their lives according to your word, according to your will and to bring up their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Father, we're mindful that there are many here who are young parents, who have young infants and children, and those who have children who are older, and many here who have children who are are already grown up. yet, Father, in whatever stage of being a parent we are, we know that we are always a parent and we always have responsibilities towards our children. Father, we pray for, on behalf of our parents, that you would indeed help us to raise our children the way that they should go. Father, we need wisdom in doing this. And even though we may have uh, plans of how we would like to parent when we are just starting out, once you've given us children, they are individuals. And they will have to be raised individually. And Father, we just pray for humility that we would seek your guidance and counsel every step of the way. That we would consider each child unique and as a gift from you. And one who deserves the very, the very best that we can give. Father, may we be humble enough to seek your counsel through prayer and through study and meditation of your word. May we also seek counsel from our parents, from other older Christians who have successfully raised their children, from our elders here at this congregation, that we would use every bit of insight that we gain in teaching our children. Father, we know that we have a limited amount of time and that the years that our children are with us in our homes will pass very quickly. And so, Father, we pray that you would help us to use this time wisely and that there are many things to distract us from this very important job, many things that perhaps are even good for our children in a worldly sense, but that we have to be very cautious and careful that we do not get so busy that we neglect the most important things. Father, we pray for those of us who are dads. That you would help us as we provide the leadership in the home. of. That you would help us to set a good example. That we would set aside family devotional times every day. And that we would make it a point that our children see in us our love for you. and our concern for them and to make sure that we imprint upon their heart that there is nothing more important not our jobs not caring for our homes or our cars or partaking in social events there is nothing more important than serving you and going to heaven. Father, we pray for our those who are mothers, who hold such a dear place in the hearts of their families. We thank you for them and their hard work in raising children. We pray for their help and strength in this task, which is sometimes very overwhelming. Pray, Father, that they would also, from the very earliest ages, teach their children to love you. And your God, we pray that you would help us here in this church family to encourage each other to give the wisdom that we have and share it with those who are parenting, perhaps for the first time, or those who may be undergoing trials of some sort as they're raising up their children. Help us to lean on one another, to lean on you. We pray, Father, that when our job in rearing our children is done, that we will have done all that we could so that they may faithfully serve you as your children. To Christ, we ask his prayer. Amen.
0: In our society, to take a look at children, children have basically become nothing more than just glorified leeches who are trained to take and to take and to take and keep taking even after they leave home. That's, that's what they're almost trained to be by television and society. But when we take a look at Scripture, that's not what children are supposed to be. Children are supposed to be productive parts of the family. And as we look at Scripture, we can find two passages that I think help us understand what the role as children in the family is. In Ephesians chapter 6, the first couple of verses of that chapter, Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 1, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, so that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. And then we have Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 52, we find Jesus' example of proper childhood. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 52, the Scripture there describes how Jesus lived as a child. It says He kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with men. We need to pray that God would bless our children. And as we pray that, we need to hearken back to this aspect of how they're supposed to live. Obedient and honoring of their parents, but also growing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with men. Now, it's difficult to talk about the blessings that we need to pray for our children, mainly because we recognize that most of the blessings that get funneled to the children are going to come through the parents. So, obviously, the very first place we start praying God's blessing upon the children is praying God's blessings upon the parents. That God will bless them with parents that fulfill their responsibilities, as we just talked about a few moments ago. So, we begin there. But as we take a look at the children, we think about this aspect of obeying and honoring their parents. Number one need to pray that God would give them the wisdom and the longevity to be able to see the positive end of the discipline that parents have to administer. And notice I say longevity, because it takes a lot. Most of us have to grow up before we finally get that what our parents did in discipline was actually any good. But in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 11, we've already read it, all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. We pray that our kids... Are given the wisdom to see the good end that discipline will accomplish. In Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, hear my son, your father's instruction. This is Proverbs 1, verse 8 and 9. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are a graceful wreath to your head and ornaments about your neck. We need to pray that our children have the wherewithal to obey their mom and dad, to heed the instruction and to realize that the instruction from their parents is for their good and is something that will help them throughout their lives. As we pray this issue of, of blessing on the children, we pray that they would be obedient, that they would honor their parents. And of course we need to pray, First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verses four through seven. That our children would love the parents, being patient and being kind in response to the parents. And and through that love have the resilience, have the resilience to put up with us when we make mistakes. And you know, that makes me realize one of the blessings that I forgot to mention to you for parents, and I have to go back and bring it in. Because we do make mistakes. And one of the blessings that we need to pray on our parents is that we have this humility to say, I'm sorry, when we make the mistake. And the humility to offer forgiveness when our kids come to us and say, they're sorry. And we pray that our children have the resilience and the ability to forgive as well to move on even when we make mistakes. And oh, how thankful we are that children really are very resilient people and can continue on and will forgive us for oh so much just because we are mom and dad. But then when we consider this aspect of blessing them so that they can grow in wisdom and in stature and favor with God and with men, we need to pray that God would grant them the commitment to hide His Word in their hearts. Psalm 119 And verse 9. Psalm 119 and verse 9. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to Your Word. And verse 11. Your Word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against You. We need to pray that God would give them the commitment that they're willing to do that. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 16. There in the prophecy, there's something about children I think is very important. It says, "...for the boy will know enough to refuse evil and choose good." We need to pray that God will grant to our children the discernment to be able to choose between evil and good, to choose good and refuse evil. Proverbs chapter one and verse 10. In Proverbs chapter one and verse 10, it says, "My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent, pray that God will bless our children with the strength to stand up against peer pressure, because, brethren, sinners will entice our children." And then we need to pray from Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 9 that God would grant our children the presence of mind, that as they are pursuing the delights of their heart and the desire of their eyes, that they'll continue to remember God and keep Him as the foundation. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, and verse 9, we read just moments ago, Rejoice, young man, during your childhood, and let your heart be pleasant during the days of young manhood. Follow the impulses of your heart and the desires of your eyes, yet know that God will bring you into judgment for all these things. Remove grief and anger from your heart and put away pain from your body, because childhood and the prime of life are fleeting. Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years draw near, when you will say, I have no delight in them. Our children really do have a great responsibility in our home. May God, through His Word and His providence, bless them that they may accomplish their role, increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with men. We're going to ask Brother Brent Duncan to come to the stage here and lead us in a prayer on behalf of our children.
1: Our dear and loving Heavenly Father, we bow before Thee, recognizing Thee as the one and truly and the only great I Am. We are so thankful for the blessings that you've blessed us with, those of our children. We are thankful for the responsibility that you have entrusted in us as parents to take the small ones and bring them up according to thy will. We pray, Lord, that as we work with our children that you will Help us to teach each of them to honor their parents and to learn to honor and respect authority. We pray that you will give them good hearts. Hearts that will have a clear understanding of the right from wrong. That you will Help them to grow in the knowledge of your Word and to learn to love truth and righteousness more than social popularity or social events. We pray that you will help us to teach them and that they will learn to put others before themselves. To learn to choose the proper recreation the proper entertainment to grow and be courageous as they are presented with pressures from their friends and their enemies to learn to take responsibility their actions, whether they be in the family or at school. We pray that they will learn to take an active and a constructive role in the family, that they will learn to serve their families, serve others, but above all, will be served as we pray that we will be able to teach them and that they will learn through Thy Word the proper conviction that they may have a personally deep and burning desire to please You above all others. We pray that You will give them righteous consciousness, that these consciences will be pricked at temptation. And they will have the courage and the boldness to stand firm. We pray that you will help us to teach them and they will learn how to get up when they fall. We pray, Lord, that you will teach them through our efforts and through thy word to be encouraging children and to be happy and well-doing and we pray, Lord, above all, that you will help us to teach them how to love as our example of thy Son. And we pray, Lord, that we will all learn with the help of our children that all things are possible with them. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. One role we often
0: overlook as we talk about families, and mostly because they're not as much a part of the nuclear family as they used to be in our society, but that's the role of grandparents. And I thought we'd take just a few moments here as we're considering the blessings that we need to pray from God upon our families and think about our grandparents and the important role that they play in our home. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5 it says, For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm sure that it's in you as well. We recognize the place that grandparents play in passing on the faith of God from grandparent to parent to child and, and on as many generations as continue on. And we need to pray God's blessing upon our grandparents as they continue to be a vital part of impressing God's will upon the minds of the young upon our children and our children's children. Think about Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 29. In Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 29, the Scripture there says, "...the glory of young men is their strength, and the honor of old men is their gray hair." Now, on the surface, we may not quite get what that means. The point behind it is is that gray hair comes from experience from having to deal with the trials and turmoils of life, and our grandparents have been through that. And we need to pray that God would bless our grandparents here in this society that more and more is shunting aside the senior citizens. Yes, I know we're giving them supposed honors and all those things, but really as far as considering them a useful part of our society. In our world today, it's all about the young. And we need to pray that God would bless our grandparents with the realization that the wisdom they have through through their years of experience is worth as much, if not more, as the strength that the young people have. We need their wisdom. And we need them to pass it on. And we need them to be open with it and, and teach our kids what they've been through so that our children can learn. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 32. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 32 The Scripture there says, You shall rise up before the gray-headed and honor the aged, and you shall revere your God. I am the Lord. Rise up before the gray-headed. Honor the aged. We need to pray that God would grant to our grandparents, children and grandchildren, who would honor and respect and revere them. That He would grant to them people in their lives that will look up to them. And realize how special they are because of the experience and the wisdom that they have. And as we pray that God's blessing would be upon our grandparents, we need to pray that God would be with them That as they instruct the children and the grandchildren, that they would do so with patience. I think about what Paul said about preachers in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, In verse 2, it says, Preach the Word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with great patience and instruction. We need to pray that grandparents would have that. You know, let's face it, grandparents, it didn't take you overnight to learn all that you learned. It took you a long time to get where you are. It's going to take us a long time. And we need to pray that God would grant to our grandparents the patience to deal with us as they're trying to pass their wisdom on to us. And of course, as we consider that, we need to pray that God would grant them the wisdom. God would grant our grandparents the wisdom to be able to know the difference between meddling in affairs that are not theirs anymore, but also grant them with children who realize, I can still learn a lot from these people who raised me. I can still learn from them. They're smart, wise people. And may God grant our grandparents with children who will listen to the wisdom that they have to pass on. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 9, in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 9 there, the Scripture says, Only get heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently, so that you do not forget the things which your eyes have seen, and they do not depart from your heart and all the days of your life, but make them known to your sons and your grandsons. Grandparents, be ready to pass on that will of God to your sons and to your grandsons, teaching them the way of God, as you've learned it in passing that faith along. Our grandparents really do have a great responsibility in our homes, and may God, through His Word and His providence, grant them the blessings they need to accomplish that role. Brother Tom Harrison is going to come and lead us in prayer on behalf of our grandparents.
1: Our Holy Father and God of Heaven, we're so grateful to Thee for this hour of prayer and meditation, for the songs that we sung, for the meanings of all of these things that enter into our hearts about the family. We stand before you this time, Father, privileged to be able to pray on behalf of the grandparents of this congregation, not only those here tonight, but all of them and others that are part of our family and part of our lives. We realize, Father, what a great, wonderful blessing that godly grandparents can be to the family. We pray, Father, that you will help us be reminded of what Paul reminded us of about Timothy's grandmother and the great role that she played. Teaching him about the Lord and raising him up from his youth to res- love and respect the Lord. We pray that all of his grandparents here will take these roles of, to heart and truly strive to be the way they should be and use the wisdom that and the. Knowledge that they have gained over study and prayer to thee throughout the years. And that they may help by using and applying this knowledge and wisdom to teach and to mold the minds and hearts of their grandchildren. That they may become God-loving and God-fearing children. And that they may be raised up to someday be able to teach their children and their children's children to continue to serve the Lord. We're grateful, Father, for all of the grandparents. And pray that you will bless them, Father, according to your wisdom. Give them the blessings that they have need of to carry on the work and the role that you have given them to play in this life. We pray, Father, that you will help them to be examples and continue to be examples before their children and their grandchildren. That The knowledge and wisdom that they have learned will truly be shown that they it comes from thee and that they may live out this part that their families may truly look to them to give them the help that they need when the trials and tribulations of this life face them and to help them to continue to teach thy word to teach your love and to show them the true way to salvation. We pray, Father, that you will bless these grandparents with the the patience that they need that they may truly be a help to the families and not a hindrance by trying to overrule the parents of their grandchildren that there be an additional blessing to them and that they may carry out this work Father and that you will truly bless them With this patience, that they may show the love that they need to show that they may be able to be there when their children and their grandchildren need a shoulder to lean on, strength to receive strength from that they may show thee living in them, Father, and that they may conduct their lives before them as they should. Not only this, Father, we are thankful for them, for the knowledge and wisdom that they show to all of us, and it's beneficial to all of us in drawing us closer to you and showing us how to live before thee, that we too may be godly, and God-fearing, and God-loving. We pray, Father, that you will bless them in every way to carry out the role that you have given them. And we pray, Father, that you would be with each one of us that we too may be able to show Christ living in us. For we never know who the eyes are that are looking upon us from day to day and using us as an example that they should follow. May the lives that they see us live be according to the way that you have commanded us and according to the examples that Christ gave us. We're so thankful for Christ and for the examples that he gave us and the way that he was obedient to you. May the grandparents set forth their lives in such a way that the children and grandchildren can follow them. And we pray, Father, that the words and examples that Christ gave us will continue to lead us day by day and lead us into eternity where we can be with you forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: You know, a lot of times we hear about those folks who supposedly can pray for just hours and hours and hours, and we often wonder, how on earth do they do it? Well, I'll tell you what, here's here's something that might help you if you're wanting to do that. Sometimes just go get your church directory out and start with A and work your way through and pray these things we've talked about tonight on the families here in the congregation. So many things that we need to be praying that God's hand of mercy and blessing would be with us for. I hope that this focus for this entire five weeks, a little over a month, has been beneficial to you. And may we all pray that God would bless our families. I hope this look at the blessings we should be asking from God upon the members of our family was beneficial and helpful to you and to your prayer life. We need to be praying God's blessings upon our husbands, our wives, our parents, our children, our grandparents, and all of our family. And let's remember to focus on those spiritual blessings of strength that we need to serve God and our families. If you haven't listened to all of the lessons that were a part of Built by the Lord, A Focus on the Family in 2005, let me encourage you to go to our website, www.FranklinChurchOfChrist.com. We have several lessons from several different speakers that will help you and your family glorify God. If you have any questions about the family, about the family serving God, about passing God's Word on to your children, or about the Franklin Church of Christ, please give us a call, 615-794-2359, or you can reach us through that website. Again, it's www.franklinchurchofchrist.com. May God richly bless you as you draw closer to Him. More importantly, may you richly bless God.